0: It is so great to see all of you. I was just thinking about these little uh, tear-off registration things. They matter. Um, Monday morning, I sat in my office looking through last week's. Um, I prayed for the prayer requests that were written on the back of these. But I also looked through and counted. And I think, what did I tell you? Everybody but six actually could put a name and face together and knew who they were. I'm thinking it's not going to be six tomorrow. I think there's going to be more because I, rec- I, I see more people that I'm thinking, I don't know if I've seen them. And if I do, I'm pretty sure I don't remember their name. I was just telling a couple, a few minutes before the service, they were saying they hadn't been to a church in a year. And I said, well, I've been here a year and I'm still not sure. You know, it's, uh, it's been a crazy year. So um, these these little things are helpful, so please uh, do remember to fill those out and drop them in the offering boxes as you leave. Our scripture this morning comes from Genesis chapter 3, the first 13 verses. You'll recognize this as part of Adam and Eve's story. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. And he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, they're coming out of hiding after 17 years. Right? Have you seen them? It's the year of the cicada. They're coming out of their hiding places underground, do seemingly invade our world. Now, Jeremy tells me he's got a bunch at his house. I haven't seen many yet. How about some of you? Have you you got cicadas around you? I see a few people saying, oh, yeah, Um, I'm fine if I don't run into any of them. Cicadas. The crazy thing is, after hiding underground for all these years, they come out, apparently they've been protected from any threats or concerns to their safety, and then when they come out, life just seems to really happen. I wonder if sometimes we find ourselves needing to come out of hiding so that life can really happen as God would Bless us with life and love that is in God's plan for us. A few years ago, when our oldest grandson, who is now six, was probably a little less than two years old, we used to play a simple version of hide and seek with him. Somebody would say, Where's daddy? Where's grandma? Or whoever they would name. And little Nathan would go walking around the house calling out, Are you? Grandma, are you? It was his way of playing hide-and-seek. And when he found the person whose name he was calling, there'd be a celebration. And he would give them a big hug. And then the little guy would go again, looking for someone he loves, hoping to find them and celebrate that love in the finding. To me, there's a little bit of an element of that experience in the scripture we just read. God is looking for someone he loves and those those he loves are hiding. Someone he wants to find and share love with. But it seems pretty clear that they didn't want to be found. This morning, I want to look at hiding theirs and ours. Now, we're going to begin by looking at theirs, but I want you to think about the possibility of our own hiding. What that might be like. What it means. How do we... Who do we hide from and why and how do we come out of hiding? But first, Adam and Eve. Most of you probably know that story for, of Adam and Eve and God's direction for their life. He had told them what they could do, what they could eat, what they shouldn't do, what they shouldn't eat. Then comes the serpent who gets involved and convinces the woman to do what God had said not to do. And then the woman pulls the man into the situation and then comes the hiding. Look what happens in the story. In verse 7 we read, They suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves and then hid. They were embarrassed. They were filled with shame. Yes, They had realized they were naked and exposed, but they also realized they had blown it. They realized their own failure to obey. And so they did what a lot of us might do when we're ashamed. They hid from the one they were ashamed to face. The one they failed to obey. Then in verse 10, we see that that fear kicks in. Adam replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Now they're not only embarrassed and ashamed, they're afraid. They're ashamed because they're exposed, but more so because they disobeyed. And now they're afraid to face God. Maybe, um, maybe like a child who has done something they know they shouldn't have and they go and hide from their parents somewhere? They hide because they're afraid, afraid to be confronted with their failure by the God who loves them. And they seem pretty uncertain about how God might respond, about what coming out of hiding might mean for them so they stay hidden as long as they can. How are they hiding? First and most obviously, they hide by creating clothes for themselves to cover their newly discovered nakedness. Then they also seem to be hiding behind some trees in the garden. I'm always uh, fascinated by the fact that they think trees are going to keep God from knowing where they are. But I suspect some of us have tried to hide from God a time or two in just as ridiculous a way. So they're hiding. A different kind of hiding then begins. They hide from any responsibility for what they've done. They hide by shifting blame. Adam tells God, oh, it's that woman you gave me. And Eve says, oh, no, 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 it's that that serpent. It's the serpent's fault. I was deceived. They tried to hide and blame. And excuses. So it becomes not just physical hiding at this point. It's emotional and relational hiding. Distancing. From the truth. Distancing from responsibility. Distancing from the God who comes to love them. For me, the saddest part of this story is that they seem to completely misunderstand why God is even looking for them. It's it's as if they expect to hear giant footsteps and someone bellowing out something like, fee-fi-fo-fum. It's like they anticipate really being in trouble as if God is a giant garden patrolman trying to catch them messing up. But let's imagine that situation just a little differently. What if God is coming to marvel at? What if God is coming to simply enjoy this new creation? What if God just wants to remind them how special they are and how much he loves them? To imagine the creator wanting to see and to be with the creation? That's not a big stretch for me. I can see that. But the creation, Adam and Eve were hiding from the creator who loved them. They're in danger, not physical danger. They're in danger of missing out on the love the creator has for them. Wonder about us. Do we ever hide from the Creator, the One who made us in His own image? Do we ever hide from our Creator? And if so, why? Let's shift from Adam and Eve to you and me for just a minute as we think about hiding. I mean, we might hide for some of the same reasons Adam and Eve hid. Maybe sometimes we feel embarrassed or shamed and wish we could hide from God. Maybe we're the ones who are afraid of what God might think about us or do to us. It could be fear of being discovered for what we really are. Sinful beings. And we don't feel so good about that. It could be fear of failing God. See, Fear can be a powerful force and surely drive us into hiding, just like a child who hides when they are afraid of something. Maybe we hide because we're uncertain about what God might expect of us. It could be fear of being challenged by God to step out in faith. Hiding is much easier than growing in our own faith and discipleship, at least for a little while. So maybe we hide because we're afraid we're going to be challenged to grow, to mature in our faith and our own discipleship journey. We hide because if we get too close to God, we might feel a need to change. Uncertainty can cause us to hide from the ones, even the ones who love us. Whatever the reason we hide, I bet, I bet we all share some hiding places, some hiding ways to hide in common. We can hide by avoiding close contact with God. That's what Adam and Eve tried to do. Oh, we'll hide behind this tree. God won't know. I mean... I think I have to admit, maybe all of us have to admit that sometimes we hide from people who might challenge us a little. Not behind a tree, but maybe they come in one door and we go out the other door. Maybe we're surface level friendly, but we don't want to get involved in too deep of a conversation with them because they tend to get real personal and that makes us squirm a little bit. Am I the only one who's ever done that? Do we do the same thing with God? We're okay with church. We're okay with some religious behavior. But don't ask me to get in a long conversation with God. Because God can get real personal. If we get caught in a one-on-one conversation with our Lord. Maybe that's what we're hiding from. So we just choose to not get too close to God. Or maybe, maybe like I did for years, we hide in being good people. I was a good person and generally did what I should. I didn't ever get in a huge amount of trouble. I was pretty well behaved and thought that was a good place to be. I mean, how much more could God want out of me than for me to be a good guy? It was a great place to hide so God didn't surprise me and ask me to do any more than what I was already doing. And then there was that whole, what about a life in ministry, Phil? Asked to do a little bit more. But even for good people, there's a better hiding place I've discovered. And maybe you have too. It's possible to hide from God by doing service and ministry. Did you know that? I mean, you always have a reason to stay busy. It usually feels good because you're helping other people. It's totally possible to stay so busy working for God that we never have any time to simply be with God. So it can't get too personal. It can't get too deep. We hide in the busyness of serving and sharing and caring. That way God won't be able to corner me anywhere and try to stretch my relationship with him. Now, there are other ways we can hide today. And and, and in some sense, at least, we have to say that the church has kind of been forced into hiding a little bit over the last year. During a pandemic, not meeting in person, having limited numbers, limited activities, limited ways to reach out. Being effectively pushed into hiding. We've missed time. We've missed time with those we love. A lot of us have missed being in worship and fellowship with fellow Christ followers. Some of us have felt like we had to hide for our own well-being. Some of us have stayed in hiding because that's what we were asked to do. And it's possible that all of us have in one way or another felt the impact of being in hiding, including the impact on our relationship with God. I mean, we should have had more time than ever to enrich our own relationship with the Lord But as routines got interrupted, as things slowed down, maybe we got a little bit lazy or negligent in our relationship with God. Maybe we have gotten away from spiritual habits and disciplines we used to practice. We may have even forgotten how important our participation in the body of Christ is for our own spiritual health. All because we were forced into hiding. The good news on that particular front is we're now free to come out of hiding and be again the faithful church that we're called to be and that we have been in the past, hopefully. I believe In some way, not in any of our lifetimes has there been a need for God to call us out of hiding and back into the world to be the church God created us to be. God's call to us to hide no more can be corporate as the church or it can be to us individually. It can be about our daily relationship with the one who loves us. But it can also be about coming out of hiding to do the things that churches do to touch lives in the community. We've been kind of limited as to what we can do. But now I'm imagining this church coming out of hiding and be able to do things like a back to school bash and a trick or trunk and a... Thanksgiving dinner and the the massive city of Bethlehem event at Christmas. All of those things I've heard you all talk about, but I haven't seen yet. And I'm thinking, God's going to bring the church out of hiding. And life is going to happen again. And God's going to use us to reach those around us. It's time to come out of hiding and be the church in all of its fullness. The creator who loves the creation, including the church, is calling us out of hiding. Whether we've been hiding because of our own actions and choices or while we've been somewhat forced to be in hiding, whatever the reason, God is calling to those he loves Come out of hiding. I'm, I'm searching for you. Just as God searched for Adam and Eve in that story, and he goes to find them, God calls to the church of today. Can you hear God calling to the people of God? Sometimes in my head, It sounds like the voice of a two-year-old. Phil, are you? Are you? Church, where are you? Georgetown First UMC, where are you? God is looking for those he loves to come out and renew relationship with the living God. So we're encouraged to come out of hiding, whatever or wherever that may be, so that he can love on those he created and return us to healthy relationship together, as well as individually, to be the body of Christ we're called to be. I believe that the entirety of Scripture reveals to us again and again that God's greatest desire is to love us, to help us know that love personally, deeply, intimately. And then for us to love God personally, deeply, and intimately. The resurrection is the ultimate proclamation of that invitation to love. Church, it's it's time to come out of hiding and be found by the one who loves us. Completely and unconditionally and to experience that life-changing love in fresh, new ways this day, this what seems like a new year, even though it's the middle of June. It seems like we're starting a new year in some ways. Regardless of what might cause us to hide, the truth remains. God is calling out to us. The God who created you invites you out of hiding, simply to be with you and to love you. Church, where are you? My precious children, where are you? Would you pray with me? God, I know you call us again and again into a loving relationship with you. Some of us have been pretty good at finding ways to hide from you. And maybe all of us feel like we've kind of been hidden away in one way for a while. Continue to call us into a renewed love relationship with you every day. If hiding has impacted our life in you, Lord, pour out your spirit to bring renewal, to bring hope, to bring freshness, so that life can really happen as you've called us to experience it. Help us to hear that voice. Where are you? And to know it is the call of the living God who loves us. And paid the dear price. The life of your son. To open up that love relationship that we can all experience. How deep, how strong, how wide is the love of God that draws us to you much more than we can imagine. But we pray, God, that you pour out that love in whatever form we might need to experience it today and every day. And we pray that in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.